So the big question is this, how do value-obsessed leaders ascend their business and life to world-class levels of effectiveness, even if they're inside a bureaucracy or starting from scratch with absolutely no capital? That is the question, and this podcast is going to bring you the answer. My name is Doug Utberg, and this is the Terminal Value Podcast. Welcome to the Terminal Value Podcast. We have Patty Block with us uh, with from theblockgroup.net. And what we're going to be talking about is uh, growth dynamics for female entrepreneurs and founders. Uh, and, you know, just, you know, I think the, the, uh, the genesis of this or the thought here is that, uh, you know, when you have female business owners, there are some different dynamics that are in play, right? There are some business dynamics that are identical, irregardless of who you are. Uh, but there are other dynamics that are very different uh, if you are a female founder. And I think Patty and I are going to really unpack some of those today. Uh, so Patty, please introduce yourself. And uh, as a primary ground rule of every episode of the show, I say, don't let me talk too much. <laughs> so tell us about yourself, Patty. Thanks, Doug. I appreciate being here. So I'm Patty Block. My company focuses on business advising exclusively for women-owned businesses that are experts in their fields. So I work with a lot of accountants, engineers, attorneys, marketing, and PR professionals. And the idea is to help you generate more revenue with less stress. And that typically starts with your pricing strategies uh -huh. and business development and sales strategies. For many of my clients, I function as an outsourced chief operating officer. Uh -huh. So I'm helping with every aspect of your business in terms of what your growth plans are, but yeah. everything flows from pricing. So that's where we often start. Yeah, that, that, that completely makes sense. I mean, and, um, you know, as, as I'm fond of saying, or may, maybe not as I'm fond of saying, but as I've found, as I've kind of gotten older and I've uh, more experienced, uh, is that there are uh, a lot of dynamics in your career and business really end up kind of coming back to your psychologies, you know, they end up either being rooted in your experiences, uh, your insecurities, uh, you know, or, or, or different types of things. Um, so in, in your experience, have you found some of those uh, same types of dynamics at play? Uh, or is this uh, just a uh, just an artifact of me and my weirdness? I think that's part of the human condition. Yeah, right. So I think all of us struggle with something and many things often. So you're right about women having different challenges in business. Mm -hmm. And it's one of the reasons that my mission is what my mission is, because I had a company many years ago and I focused on political consulting and yeah. lobbying. And I had a lot of frustrations in that business. I was a really good political consultant and lobbyist, uh -huh. but I, I didn't know how to run a business. Yeah. And I had no clue about pricing. And I really didn't, uh, I didn't know how to sell. And I didn't think of myself as selling. Mm -hmm. And experts often, we don't. We think people will just get it. They'll figure out the value we provide and they'll just find us. Wouldn't it be nice if it worked that way? <laughs> it would be lovely if it worked that way, but we all know it doesn't. Yeah. So I developed pricing systems and models and frameworks yeah. and selling frameworks so that I can help women yeah. do that. Yeah. So as I'm me, fond of saying, if you build a better mousetrap, the world will walk right past your door unless you advertise it. <laughs> that's very true. <laughs> that's very true. And when you talk about the challenges, I, I'd like to share a story with you that Please do. 
when I was growing up, my mom used to make these fabulous cookies mm -hmm. and the whole house smelled good. It was warm. The cookies were gooey, kind of makes your mouth water. Right. And my whole life, I watched my mom eat the broken cookies. But it wasn't until I was a teenager that I even thought to ask her, why do you only eat the broken cookies? Do they taste better? And she laughed and said, no, I eat the broken cookies so you can have the whole ones. And not too long ago, I saw this really shocking statistic. 62% of women rely on their business for their primary income. And 88% of those businesses make less than $100,000 a year. And all of a sudden, this image of my mom eating the broken cookies pops yeah. in my head. And that's what we as women are doing is we're bringing that spirit of self-sacrifice right into our businesses ah. and ultimately creating an artificial glass ceiling. Well, and, and I, th I think there's a, there's a secondary dynamic of this that I think is really important. Um, and, you know, I solemnly swear, I'll, I'll let you get back to what you were saying here in just a minute. Um, but that is that, you know, I think that, um, you know, in, well, I think there's a couple of dynamics in play. One is that I think a that in the corporate realm, there are a lot of diversity and inclusion initiatives currently in place, um, you know, in a lot of, in a lot of cases, justifiably so. I think there has been, of course, been an inclusion issue that's that's of course been prevalent for a while of course i think you can create other issues if you get too dictatorial about the way that you implement it um you know but i think that in a lot of cases right for a especially for ambitious uh you know you know for ambitious business oriented women uh, entrepreneurship is you know is that is again you know is that path of opportunity right you know is that you know irregardless of whether you do or don't get a, pro a promotion at work, if you decide to create and grow your own business, nobody is stopping you except you. You know, it is, you know, it, it is kind of, it, it's that last realm of, I don't know if I'll say ultimate equality, but it's that last realm of ultimate opportunity. Now, of course, in order to do that, there are a lot of dynamics that come into play, uh, particularly psychological dynamics, I think that you, that you end up having to figure out how you're going to wrestle with. And uh, that's actually one of the reasons why I think what you do is really important. Uh, because I think, you know, when, when I was younger and, and less sophisticated in my thinking, you know, I used to think like, hey, you know what, men, women shouldn't matter, business is business, that's just how it goes. I mean, you know, that is, you know, typical kind of male dualist thinking. Um, and so, but I think that, you know, your, you know, your, your gender, your background, your psychology, all those things come into play, because there's always going to be something, you know, some either, I don't know if you call it a demon, some, uh, some, a shadow, or just some sort of kind of self-sabotaging uh, one way or another that you're going to have to understand and then figure out a way to overcome if you are going to achieve success in business. At least that's my, uh, that's my observation. Um, please, uh, please continue. And again, uh, don't, you know, don't let me derail you too much. <laughs> no, not at all. You make an excellent point that the only thing standing in our way is us. Yeah. And women tend to do that more frequently than men. We are less likely to speak up, speak out, to um, even directly ask for the sale. Yeah. So there's a lot of stuff that keeps us stuck. And that is why I de really developed this company. Yeah. I started this company in 2006. And the focus has been on empowering other women business owners, mm -hmm. especially those technical experts, because often they've come out of corporate. They have the hourly billing model drilled in their brain. They don't know how to do it differently. 
And they have this sense of, I'm going to be the worker bee. Mm-hmm. I'm going to put my head down. I'm going to get this done because I'm the expert, which is great, except they don't tell anybody that. So yeah. then when they're running their own companies, you're exactly right. People will pass right by you if you're not talking about the results you get and how you help your clients. So that's a huge issue for the people that I work with. And it's why I do what I do. Yeah. Well, and I, I think that's actually, I mean, and again, I'm, I'm imparting, I suppose, imparting a little bit of my view and bias here, but I think that's actually why what you do is really important because uh, just what I see for kind of, it, you know, for the economic future is that I, 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 I foresee the corporate career path as being a less viable option for a large number of people just because, Right, you know the the proverbial corporate leviathans, these enormous companies uh, that have huge layers of management. Right, you know a lot of them are you know if they're not under cost pressure now, they're going to when they're going to be come under cost pressure when the next recession hit, when the next recession hits, and a lot of the new companies that are cropping up. Uh, operate much more lean than the uh, than the proverbial or, old guard companies did, and so uh, I actually think that what you're doing is really important because I think that uh, you know that kind of business ownership, entrepreneurship is going to be the path for an increasing number of people over the next thirty to fifty years. I mean, of course, you know what you know uh, when I was coming out of college, it's like no, you need to go to school, you need to get a good job, you know, you should you should thank your lucky stars every day if you get a good job at a good company, you have to grow your career, you have to become manager and then a director, then you want to become a VP, you know, and then you want to, you know, buy a house, have kids, buy a bigger house, get another car, get a bigger house, get a new car, get, you know, and there's just this kind of continually escalating, uh, escalating lifestyle creep uh, that is all built on this assumption that you'll be able to continue ascending within an enormous company. But the number of enormous companies is going down and the size of the top of the pyramid in those enormous companies is going down. And so I think the skills you're talking about are really important to develop. And I think it's especially important for female founders and entrepreneurs because, uh, you know, this is the playing field and there is no reason why females should not be able to be successful in business. Absolutely no reason at all. And I think that's actually probably... I, I view that as one of the one of the most important blocks toward uh, you know you know toward a real inclusive type of environment is to where there's not necessarily that you know to where there's uh, I don't know I have a bugaboo about the gender gap just because I think that a lot of times the numbers get uh, get skewed based on what you do and don't measure but it's but basically it's the idea that right you know the you know understanding that 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 ceiling, that glass ceiling is largely self-imposed when you're coming to business. And it's a matter of going through the process of self-development to, uh, you know, to break through. That's right. And that's also why I focus on two psychological pieces mm-hmm. before we get to the mechanics. And yeah. first it's mindset and understanding how you can think differently, believe differently, that believing the myths like pricing based on what the market will bear, quote unquote, there is no such thing as what the market will bear. And there is a price point for every buyer. So then it becomes a matter of finding your ideal buyers. That's what I teach. But the other piece of that, in addition to mindset, is communication. And often technical experts, they're really good at math. They're really good at design. They're good at a lot of things, but often not very effective in how they're communicating. And they feel very uncomfortable with that. 
So we spend a lot of time talking about how do you communicate effectively, learning and ex using exercises and figuring out how you can communicate effectively, but also then feel confident enough to speak up and speak out. Yeah. So those are two pieces that are critical before we get to the mechanics of your pricing model, your sales strategy, everything else that we put yep. in place so you can generate more revenue. Well, and, and uh, yeah, I, I think that's, um, that, that's just really, just really so critically important. I mean, and cause I think even, um, you know, even going a step before pricing is, you know, is your business development is really, you know, just understanding, right. How much reaching out are you going to have to do? Where are you going to find those people? Understand that you're going to have to go through, you know, you may have to go through three to four iterations of trying and of trying different things before you figure out where you find the right, you know, where, where you find this Alan Weiss would call your economic buyer or the person that you're, you know, the, the, the person who can say yes without having to ask someone else's permission. I mean, you know, I think those are, I mean, and to be fair, I think those are difficult skills for anyone to learn. <laughs> I agree. It, it is. And that's not something that we learn as we're growing up. Yeah. And it's not really, it's certainly not anything yeah. we learn in business yeah. school. No, it's certainly not. And because uh, I was going to say, yeah, I, and I would say that in this regard, fe uh, females don't have any particular, uh, particularly special, uh, uh, you know, special impediment. It's hard for everybody to find the economic buyers for their business. It is not easy for anyone. That's right. That's right. And the idea that there's some magic pill or yeah. magic bullet or however you think of it. It just isn't the case. And anyone yeah. who's been in business for a while knows that. Yeah. And we all know we have to work hard and we have to have very innovative strategies that work for us. It doesn't matter if it works for anyone else. Yeah. It has to work for us. And that is very much what I teach. And the emphasis that I bring is customizing it so that it works mm -hmm. for my particular client because they have different challenges than everyone else. So it is... Um, yeah, it's very important, male or female, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Communicating yeah. effectively, and when you have a rationale behind your pricing, yeah. you can communicate about it better, you can talk about it, and you can feel more confident when you do so. Yeah. Well, and one of the things that I would think would be really important also is to really have a uh, to really have an understanding of yourself so that you communicate and engage businesses in ways that accentuate your strengths. I mean, and because just and again, I'm 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 generalizing here, but I, I would say you know just generally speaking, um, you know most males are probably going to be less sensitive to rejection, but will also tend to have less natural empathy toward the people that they're talking uh, talking with uh, just you know i've noticed that most of the females i've worked with tend to have a you know a much you know a much higher naturally attuned sense of empathy and intuition those are both extremely valuable things if you are having a business development conversation uh, because as you know uh, as robert collier probably uh, you know one of the the most legendary copywriters of the early 20th century said he said you know anytime that you're in a sales situation particularly if you're writing a sales letter you want to enter the conversation already taking place in your prospect's mind. And I think that principle is something that many women are far better suited to, um, you know, to, to do, you know, to do consistently and intuitively, I would say than most males, just because, you know, you know, men just for whatever reason, tend to be very linear and will be thinking about whatever's on their mind. Whereas I 
I have noticed that females tend to be much better at intuiting what other people are thinking. And so then if you, know, if you really harness that, what you can do is you can start and you can learn how to enter the conversation that they are already having internally based on the vibes that they're giving out. And so at least, and again, don't, don't let me push my view onto your business, but I would think that a big part of that is to, under, to understand, right, what are your particular strengths and build your business around what you do best instead of of what other people do best. Yes, absolutely. The way I look at it is, and again, women don't talk about this because we feel like we're bragging, but I'm based in Texas and we have yeah. a saying here, it's not bragging if it's true. Yeah, and that's right. One of the exercises that I work with, with my clients is to understand everything that they bring to their yeah. clients that is valuable, their network, their expertise, their experience, everything, all the knowledge that they're bringing. So when you see that on a piece of paper and you learn to talk about it, then it doesn't feel so uncomfortable and you are so much more confident as you're communicating with people. Mm -hmm. So it just makes it so much easier. That's where the less stress comes in. Yeah. So you're right on target. Perception and intuition yeah. are very wonderful strengths that we as women have, and we often don't put them to use, and we doubt ourselves. So we think, well, I'm, I'm intuiting, I'm reading body language, I'm paying attention, but I'm not sure I'm interpreting correctly. So we start doubting ourselves, and that leads to either failed conversations or it doesn't lead to a lead or a sale. And those are some of the roadblocks that we were, were dealing with at the yeah. very beginning. Yeah, well, and and I think that's, you know, uh, you know, I think you're know, extending on your conversation, you know, those, you know, really learning to, uh, I would say the, the tools to be able to take some of those, you know, kind of natural attributes and then kind of, you know, extend them forward into almost what I would say is a, a different type of business development, you know, because I think, you know, just generally speaking, right, your traditional business development, I think in the old days was very direct. Now it's become, you know, uh, you know, it's become, you know, a, a little softer, a little more indirect. But like, for example, if you have that natural intuition, you can start learning, okay, well, what are some questions and trial closes that I can implement to be able to confirm whether my intuitions are correct? If you confirm your intuitions are correct, how do you continue to move deeper down that path? And if you really do that well, then what you can do is you can actually influence somebody very, very subtly without really they're not, you know, I, I don't know if I'd say without their knowledge, you know, it isn't like you're deceiving them or something like that, but you can have a very powerful but subtle influence strategy, which I think that, you know, people who put in the time to really implement and master that can be extremely good at business development, you know, far better or far more effective anyway, than a kind of traditional linear direct, uh, direct strategy, at least in my view. Yes. And let me add to that, that for women, business development comes easily because yeah. it's about building relationships. Yes. It, it is a whole different story when it comes to the sales process. Mm. And many women don't have a sales process and they create one every time they have a prospect, which of course is super stressful. And that's part of what I teach is, I, I realized years ago that all of the programs out there are designed by men for men. The sales programs often don't work for women. 
And, so I do. And, and one thing that I think is important to say that is that, you know, and that is not, uh, I think, I think that is a true, uh, but B, I, I don't think you know, it's, it's not a result of any, any grand conspiracy. It's just that people, when people are building programs, they build, they build things that are designed for people who are like them. And so if the people who put sales programs together are predominantly male, which they are, um, it's like, you know, unless there is an extremely deliberate effort to develop and test, um, you know, to, to test a, uh, you know, a method that will work for, uh, for female founders, uh, it won't naturally happen. And so, so I think that's the thing is, right, this is not the result of, a, of any grand conspiracy. It's just what happens when people develop things. People naturally develop things for people that are like them. I completely agree. I don't think it's in any way oppressive or a conspiracy. Yeah. <laughs> I, I agree with you. And I wasn't finding programs for business development and sales that I thought were very effective for women. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I developed one. Outstanding. And, and mine is called Painless Selling to Ideal Buyers. So I have a program called Value Driven Pricing, which focuses on the pricing mechanism and mindset and then one for selling, which is painless selling. So the, I've done exactly what you just described. I created programs for the population that I serve because I think it's an underserved population and I wasn't finding anything out there that I thought worked well. Well, well, I was going to say, and uh, I would like to just provide a note. Uh, I solemnly swear Patty did not pay me to uh, to tee up her business like that. It just happened naturally. Uh, so, but anyway, uh, Patty, I think we're getting pretty close to time for the episode. So if you could just give us one to two final thoughts then and let everybody know where they can learn more so they can access your systems and stay in touch with you. Sure, thank you. Um, so what I think I'd like to end with is I think we all experience challenges. You said that at the very beginning, yeah. male, female, doesn't make any difference. We all yeah. experience challenges as business owners. Women have certain things that they believe based on how we grew up, how we were raised. And those limiting beliefs really keep us stuck. Mm -hmm. So for those women experts out there that have built your company, you're doing well, but you know you could be doing better, that's, that's the person that I'm focused on helping. Yeah. And the best way to reach me is through my website, theblockgroup.net. You can also connect with me on LinkedIn, and it's Patty with a Y, so P-A-T-T-Y-B-L-O-C-K. And I love connecting with people on LinkedIn. And when you do, please reference this podcast so I can make that mental connection. Outstanding. Well, Patty, I really appreciate your time today. This has been my pleasure. Thanks for having me. All right. Thank you for listening to the Terminal Value Podcast. Please feel free to visit me online at www.terminalvalue.biz where you can subscribe, find me on social, and then we can connect and just keep the conversation going. I'm really looking forward to hearing from you and I hope you have a wonderful day. All rights reserved. No part of this broadcast may be produced in any form by any means without written permission from Business of Light, LLC. All trademarks and brands referred to herein are the property of their respective owners.